Welcome to Conversations with Buddy on this Friday morning. Coming to you live from the Rec Podcast Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon, where we hear stories of average people like you and I who impact us for a bigger purpose. Today's guest is a longtime friend and business coach, Mike Peterson. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, buddy. Well, glad to have you, man. It's awesome to to have you here. You're a great friend. I'm just going to give you a little shout out to you. So Mike is a husband. Uh, his wife is Shannon. He's the father of two daughters, similar to me. Uh, his daughters are Cassandra and Annabelle. Mike is a business coach. He owns a, a business company called Five Marketing. The one thing I'm really proud of you is that you finished uh, 75 hard. So yeah. we'll get to that later in the program so you know what that is. Uh, he's a world traveler. He's getting ready to travel to Costa Rica tomorrow. And then, Mike, is there anything I've missed? I'm sure there is, but love to know. I don't know how you sum up a lifetime of stuff in in uh, an intro, so you did well. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, I've got some questions for you. I want to get to know who you are, and so does our audience, kind of how Mike ticks, who are you. And I think that was a question I wrote down was, people don't really care what you do, but they actually care who you are. So with that said, tell us where you grew up, uh, tell us about your family life, and really how that impacts you today. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. So I grew up like a lot of people here in in the Salem area where this I was born and raised here. I don't know any other place as far as where to live, and I, I look forward to the future where I can get out and explore a little bit as as life goes. But born and raised here, I would say I had a middle class uh, family, pretty much right down the middle. Both parents worked for the state, and uh, you know, growing up, my mom said that I had mentioned to her several times that I was always going to be a business owner. I was always going to be a business owner. And she said it was because I was going to be able to take care of my mom and family and the people around me. And part of that influence came from my grandparents. So they were all Great Depression. You know, there, there was generation gap in between my grandparents and and then myself. So. They had kids, my parents had kids late. Got it. So some of my upraising is a little more old fashioned than, than some of my peers uh, at that time. And so grandpa was a, always an entrepreneur. I always looked up to that, that gentleman, just amazing person, self-made in a lot of ways. And so anyways, growing up in Salem, state employees, I saw a lot of the, the harshness that can come from, from the, the state uh, as far as you know, that you paid, you're paid pretty well, especially now, paid really well. But as you're starting out in those careers, you're not paid a ton. There was like budget was a bad word in our family, and you know, we always had to watch and make sure that everything stretched as far as we possibly could. And those things impacted me growing up for sure. <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, as far as the other impact of, of that, you know, there was a lot of stuff in my life growing up. You know, my parents separated several times, and I got to be kind of in the middle, that ping pong ball, because mm -hmm. I was just old enough and have always been really curious about people and yeah. connection. And so I got to see the harm that, that was caused by both sides of, of a separation. And, uh, you know, again, I think a lot of families have toxicity uh, to some extent, and I would and agree that, with that. That definitely shaped me uh, for a lot of seeing things I don't want to 
follow. Yeah. Is your mom and dad still married? No. No, they actually they ended up getting a divorce. Probably good for them in, in that case. Yeah. And unfortunately, my dad passed away in 2016. Okay. So sorry to hear that. So tell me, how long have you and Shannon been married? We are getting ready to celebrate 20 years of marriage on August 25th. I put that out there publicly so that people can hold me accountable to make sure I spoil her. And uh, yeah, we've been together 24 years altogether. August 25th, 20 years. That's awesome. Yeah. And where are you guys going tomorrow? I hear you're going somewhere special tomorrow. Probably not for your anniversary necessarily, but or is it? It is. It's a. <clears throat> I'm going to be guilty of piggybacking on some business stuff in order to spoil my wife for a, uh, a trip to Costa Rica. So I'm going down initially for a commitment summit okay. with a great group of people that I'm a part of. And then once we're done with that, my wife and I are going to stay at the all-inclusive resort and spoil ourselves and hang out. That is so cool. Actually, a little jealous on that. Costa Rica looks beautiful. I will. I'll let you know. You'll let me know. Yeah. And you recently went somewhere too. Didn't you go somewhere recently um, in a different country or am I just imagining that? Not a different country. I, I travel I travel pretty frequently for a couple of reasons. One, I'm part of a mastermind. Okay. I think masterminds are the shortcut to getting to where you want in life. I think it's the fastest path. That's a whole nother subject. Shortcut. And, I love it. And then uh, for my daughter, my youngest daughter, Annabelle, she's a competitive volleyball player has been for since she was really little yeah. and she's on some nationals teams with a club here in town mpj and so we get to travel quite a bit for that as got well. it well that's awesome man you love your family uh you love to support your wife your daughters and you're willing to work hard to make that happen so how long have you been in business Oh boy, that's a, a great, great question. So Five Marketing was officially started in 2013. I merged with my business partner, Michael, if that's not confusing, Mike and Michael. Yeah. Yeah, uh, back in, in 2013, and I've been running the day-to-day -day operations of that. Prior to that, I had my own business doing freelance design and, and development work for probably about five years. So I've been, it's always been a little, little bit of a entrepreneurial spirit. Even when I worked for other people, I always had kind of a side hustle yeah. going on. Well, I've worked with you a few times and you definitely have that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, what's your favorite book you've ever read? Favorite book besides the Bible. Besides the so, Bible. Okay, so so many lessons there. Yeah. Um, favorite book. Usually I'm not at a loss for words. <laughs> favorite book. Okay. Top five. Yeah, we'll book. come back. You, top you, five. You, you give me one top five book. Probably the Top five, number one, and there's a, it's not so much the concept of the book or the content in the book, but the story of how I got the book. And it, so it was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And again, love that book, love the idea of mindset, what you set your mind to, you can achieve. But <clears throat> we were given this book one year by my, my uncle and uh, for Christmas. And so you can imagine being a little kid getting this book and not only do you unwrap a, a book and you're like, oh, where's the toys? You know, where's the where's all yeah. the fun stuff? But yet it's not even a a fiction book. There's a book that feeds your brain. Yeah. And it was really probably my first introduction to to nonfiction. Got it. <clears throat> and he could see the disappointment in, in my cousin's faces and my face and my little brother's face. And and he said, you know, I'd uh I can see you're not really happy about this gift. I'd like to offer to buy it back from you for $20. Ooh. And so 
I didn't was raised to appreciate the gifts we were given, even if we don't fully understand the gift in that moment. Yeah. And a couple of my cousins sold them back and stumbled through the book. And in the book, not in the back, but in the book, the back end, there was a $100 bill taped inside. Oh, And my. the lesson at that time was I mean, obviously pretty clear to me now, which is making investments in yourself. They're, they're far, far more uh, advantageous to you. Make investments in yourself. So your Costa Rica ch- trip will be a an investment. investment into yourself. Plus, you also your marriage. Invent. Gotcha. When you uh, when you coach people or you help people in their business, because I think that's what you do. How do you how do you feel like you know when you impact somebody for the positive and you help them grow their business? What do you what are you doing, and how does that feel? I think I have to take a step back and realize that that what I do on a day-to-day basis almost doesn't matter as much to me as as the why that I do what I do in general. So whether it's business, life, personal, you know, relationships, friendships, the the thing that's most important to me is that I've got this infinite purpose of hearing absolutely everybody's story. Everybody. And I mean people who aren't even born yet to people who have already lived. And obviously that's an impossible goal, and that's okay. But the idea of story just really resonates with me. And it's not its not because I just love hearing stories, but, you know, buddy, you've gone through stuff that has really impacted you. Yes. But if you share your testimony or your story with other people, then that can have an impact on, on me. Absolutely. It can have an impact on the person that's just eavesdropping in the corner. We don't know that the stuff that we went through will help all the people around us. And so so there's that, and then there's connection and relationship. So story brings all of those things together. Hmm. You know, the idea of sitting around a campfire and we tell stories, well, you're all together, you're building a relationship, but you're sharing testimony with people. You're sharing your story and your journey. In fact, I saw on your Facebook page, didn't you go camping this last weekend or recently? Uh, Recently, spent some time, yeah, Yeah. spent some time at the river. Yeah, I love that. That's connecting in that, in that case hopefully your your wife or your kids uh yeah. the testimony or the story uh isn't all warm and fuzzy it's not all the no. positive it's actually the test that somebody's gone through so yeah keep keep going there i think you were gonna yeah well i mean so so because i have this infinite purpose that lives out there well beyond something i'll ever be able to achieve then i've got these finite projects that I work on, right? So business is one of those finite projects. At some point, I may be too old to do what I do, or I may be outdated, or yeah. or I you know, move on to something else. But so when I help people, and when I coach people, what I'm really listening for is, what is their why? What, you know, who do they need to reach? And how do we connect those people with that person? Hmm. So yes, so they can make a sale in their business or do any of those things. Those are all things that we need to have in order to survive. But can you develop, can I help foster a connection that's way deeper than just that? Again, sometimes we're successful, sometimes yeah. we're not. And do you have an example of where you've done that? Something beyond personal, uh, just the, the the lifelong friendships that I've developed with people who I've done business with. So like you, yeah. really, you know, our first interaction was you helping me with a mortgage. Yeah, And then from that, our a friendship has stemmed. Yeah. Um, same way with my insurance person, my my PNC insurance person. I am, you know, in a huge. We have a huge friendship now. We talk a lot, a lot. You know, push each other, and uh, 
So those are personal testimonies. From a customer standpoint, you know when you hear, so we've got a customer, they sell a really high-end eyewear. But, you know, growing up, that person was picked on a lot because okay. she wore glasses and, and this was, uh, you know, that, that was part of her trauma. Yeah. And so she opened a store where she helps people really unlock their entire personality through eyewear to the point that it elevates the confidence that they have and makes them approachable, frames their features. She is all in on, on this idea of people never having to experience that pain that she went through. Yeah. And so when I hear her share stories of the things that they've done and the customers they've helped, it's, it's just, I take that obligation and say, it's my obligation to help you tell that. Tell that story. In marketing or in coaching, whatever it is that I'm doing. And don't you love working with people who are actually all in, they're actually fully committed? Yeah. Because we can tell when people aren't, maybe they're, they're doing it for the wrong reason. Maybe they're chasing the money. Yeah. But when people have a purpose and a why behind why they do it, yeah, they might make money. They might make millions of dollars. It doesn't matter. Mm. But their why is way more motivating and inspiring probably to a guy like you. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, the probably the most painful thing I see, though, is that people, people always do something in life because there's some other purpose behind it. Hmm regardless if they've made that connection or not. So even if they're miserable in their job, they may not see their why. They may not see, you know, what it is that got them there in the first place. And sometimes, especially as I get older, I start to see what potentially could be the reasons that they're doing the stuff that they're doing. And either they're hiding right. or they're, you know, they need to be pushed. How do you help somebody like me or anybody listening find their why? Mm. I would have to fall back to how I found mine. Okay. I want to hear this. Part of this why thing. And I actually really just found mine uh, to be, it was clarified for me really fairly recently. So within the last year, year mm -hmm. and a half. And it's that idea of storytelling. I think God puts in this re repetition mode for us. It's like we'll start to hear the same thing over and over and over again throughout our life. And if we take the time to pay attention to that, We'll start to connect the dots. So for me, it was always storytelling. I've always wondered when I looked at people, I wonder what their story is. Oh. I wonder what's going on. You know, you see a homeless person on the street. I wonder what their story is. I wonder what their story is. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And, and so there's that. That combined with the, with getting rid of the phone and getting rid of all the distractions for a little bit and just sitting in the quiet. But having somebody ask you, just some, some questions about when did you feel best? When was the, the last time that you were super energized? You know, and, and taking the time to slow down and just start to listen what God's telling you to do. It may not be clear right away, but you know, for me, it just, it just ticked. Gotcha. Learning how to slow down, that's hard because we live in a world that's fast-paced. We have distractions everywhere. Probably our phone is probably, for me, I'm pretty sure uh, that's my worst uh, thing that I own that actually owns me. Yep. Uh, what I was just thinking about while you were saying that is like, what I've heard is that you can focus on your why to figure out what is that drives you and brings purpose into your life. But sometimes you can actually figure out what you don't want to get rid of all the distractions that really begins to clarify what you do want. What, what's yeah. your thoughts on something like that? Yeah, so actually part of that process for me was... I. And I do this imperfectly, I'm first to admit any of these things, but 
I do it more often than I don't now, which is I make a feel good list every morning and I make a don't feel good list. Every day? Every day. Yeah. Wow. Within reason, right? So in, in mornings, like I, like I skipped it this morning, there's my guilty admission to Man. you. But I try to write down things that made me feel good from the day before. So what did I do? Did I go for a walk? Yeah, that was awesome. Did I have porch time with my wife and just hang out and drink coffee? Yep, great. Did I take time to write down my my did list and didn't don't do list, right? And then I write down the stuff that didn't make me feel good. Like, ah, oh, you know that glass of bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> that maybe didn't feel you know, make me feel as good today right. as as it did in the moment yesterday. Or did not doing yoga in the morning. How does how does my body really feel? Yeah. And so that for me, very simple, quick way of kind of keeping score for the day before. But I can also start to go wow, yesterday my don't feel good list kind of outweighed my feel good list. What, what's going on there? And then also, are there things here that I continue to repeat that maybe I need to just put a stop to and start to move them to that feel good side? Got it. Very good. It's awesome. What, would, what advice would you give? You know, so you and Shannon have been married for come up on 20 years. That's pretty cool, by the way. Thank you. Most marriages don't last five. I don't know. I don't know the number, but yeah. what is the secret to a 20 year marriage? Mm. I can only answer this from my perspective. So being totally committed to the person that you're with, that's paramount, but you cannot live your life for somebody else. Meaning that when I started making investments and in improving who I was leveling up, as some people would say, yeah then my wife came alongside and saw that. And there were some times when she was a little panicked about, oh, is he outgrowing me? Yeah. But I always issued the invitation, come along, come along. And so she grows. Yeah. So as you're growing together, you really form a, a, a bond, right? So like Navy SEALs, they're really bonded and they're tight, you know, a very tight knit group. And part of that is because of the stuff they go through together that yeah. brings them together. Marriage is no different. Yeah. Um, that, and I will say, it's probably more her than me. Like she's far more committed to making stuff work than I ever was. Because, you know, we'll rewind. I grew up watching separations. Yeah. I grew up watching people quit each other. And for probably the first seven years of my marriage, every time there was a fight or a frustration, it was fine. Let's just, let's just end it. Yeah. If I'm not making you happy, let's just end it. And, uh, and one day, you know, God bless my wife, she said to me, you know, that really hurts and it's not an option. Now, you know my wife yeah, uh, and the audience doesn't necessarily know my wife, but we have a very uh, playful relationship. And she said to me, by the way, uh, my marriage vows mean a lot to me. So you'll just be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know that it wasn't necessarily a real threat, but, uh, but it did make the hairs yeah, on the tough. back of my neck stand up. And, yeah. and I went, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. And so once I realized that there was no quit in her, and that I was hurting the, the woman that I loved, mm. I, I got rid of it. And once I got rid of that, total different commitment. You're, you're totally committed and you guys begin to grow. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Well, this is good. Um, yeah, marriage is tough. Raising kids is even tougher yeah. in some cases. Yeah. So tell us about raising kids. Ooh. You have two daughters, I got two daughters, but I want to hear your war stories and what mm. you've learned about being a parent. Yeah, so I'm sure there's parents out there who've done it perfectly 
with zero mistakes. Show me one, please. Yeah, I'm yeah, we're not, begging. We're not there. I, I believe they exist somewhere. Um, just not on Earth. <laughs> just not not around me. And uh, I'm first to admit that I love my kids you know, deeply, right? Just that whole permanency when, when they're brought into this Earth, you feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be your dad forever. You're stuck with me. Yeah. Stuck with me. Um, sometimes I don't like my kids very much, though. Like, I love them deeply, but there are times I don't like them. And meaning... Usually what I'm finding out as I get older is the times that I don't like them, it's when they reflect back to me my worst traits. Ow. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, that hurts. That one hurts. It's good that you actually openly recognize that because most people just blame the kid or the spouse. It's their fault, but actually they actually follow the leader. So I've heard that before. If I don't like what my wife's doing or how my kids are acting, I've got to go look in the mirror. Yeah. That's never been fun. Nope. It's it's tough because ego gets involved with kids too, right? You're, all, you're never going to make a mistake. You know you know best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, teenage daughters. Uh, God gave me exactly what I deserved. You know, I needed I needed a different perspective because I grew up with a brother. You know, and we we ran a wild uh, all over the place. Paybacks. Yep. And um, I don't know. I mean, there's stages and seasons in life, and so this season that I'm in now is kind of getting closer to that empty nest. Mm. And uh, realizing, I hope they don't hear this, but realizing I don't have any control over them at all wow. whatsoever. And so you're kind of just in the back seat. You're still in the car, yeah. right? You don't, they're not, they haven't moved out. They don't have their own car kind of yet. You're still in the car with them and you're, you're trying to backseat drive. Yeah. And it's, they're in full control of the vehicle. So you're just, you're just guiding. You're just guiding at that point in time. Obviously become an empty nester. My wife and I did. So our last daughter moved out. Uh, I'll just encourage you. It's a cool thing. (laughs) But uh, the last question I have for you is, who's your greatest hero? Mm. Greatest hero. And why? Yeah. I mean, the easy one would say would be my dad, right? But but my dad taught me a lot of stuff that I don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, great man. Loved him to death. And the community loved him. You know, this group of friends, super friendly, very much the same way that I am, super friendly. But there was alcoholism and there was some some checking out of some times when I think I probably could have needed the most. Uh, so I go, I kind of default back to my grandfather. Even though I'd, there was a, an age difference, that by the time I was old enough to really understand who he was more, he had had a stroke and, and wasn't fully functioning. But I remember just always admiring the fact that he was self-made. I mean, he was a, a farmer. He had owned a butcher shop. He was a yeah. commercial realtor way back in the day, but just always self-made and always pushed himself forward and took care of his family. And I asked I asked him once, you know, Grandpa, how do you start a business? And uh, he said, well, you jump in with both feet and you just keep digging. You mm. just keep digging and you just keep digging. And someday – you look up and you realize you've you've dug a long ways, and then you have to decide: do I keep digging, or do I try and find my way out of it? And uh, I didn't understand that at the time, but but now, at least to me, that just means that action trumps everything else. Hmm. You don't always have to have a plan. Sometimes you just need to have a shovel, and you just go for it. And then at some point, you do need to take time to reflect: Am I going down? The right path? Am I, am I in the right hole? 
or do I need to adjust? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like your grandpa was a great mentor to you, even though our parents weren't perfect. Sure. You know, there's there's no book on how to be a perfect parent. And so as we get older, we, we learn, as we become parents, we learn to show our parents grace that we may not have shown them when we're 15 to 18. Yeah. But what's interesting, your grandpa showed you things that maybe your dad couldn't show you, and he was a mentor in your life. Mm-hmm. And I like that he said, you know, you, you said action trumps anything else. It's kind of like in marriage, you know, your wife is totally committed. That's both feet in. And I think the same thing in, in business. If you're going to make it, you got to dive all the way in, yep. put both feet in the water and make it happen. So, well, this has been a really great uh, podcast with you. Thank you. Uh, I always learn something new from you. I, and I, I love hearing the story too. That's why I do this. I honestly want to hear the stories of people because I'm impacted deeply by their story, not by everything that's going well in your life, sure, but where do you struggle and how do you overcome that? So, well, Mike, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, I took some great takeaways from this. Uh, again, action trumps everything else. Get up and just keep moving forward. I don't remember who wrote the quote, but it says, if you're going through hell, keep walking. And that's kind of what, the, what you're saying here, because there's going to be tough times in life. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, I just want to make a shout out to The Rec. Appreciate them hosting the podcast for today. Uh, we appreciate Mike uh, being on the call with us. So Mike, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. Well, they can visit our website, 5 Marketing. It's number 5ivemarketing.com and uh, fill out a contact form there or just reach out via phone, which is 503-967-4065. Got it. And I can vouch for Mike. He's a great coach. He's a great mentor. He's a great business owner. I know that he cares about my needs. He cares about his client needs. And you'll feel like um, he's doing this for you and with you. And it's more than just the money. Money's nice. And the freedom's nice. The flexibility's nice. But the purpose and the why behind what you do is great. So thank you very much. Uh, we look forward to uh, maybe having you on again sometime uh, after you get back from Costa Rica. Who sure. knows? Sure. We'll hear more travel about edition. That. Yeah. There you go. A travel <laughs> edition. There you go. Well, thanks for being on today. Uh, we appreciate the rec again for uh, hosting this podcast. And we look forward to our next guest. We'll leave it a surprise for now. And we'll look forward to, to talk with you soon.